This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 18th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. What's the relationship between zoning and the cost of housing? Perhaps not surprisingly, more restrictive zoning is strongly related to higher housing costs. In a new policy analysis, the Cato Institute's Vanessa Brown Calder examines that relationship. This should be a really important issue for people who aspire to be homeowners, people who are homeowners, and people who care about the quality of neighborhoods and maintaining some integrity of neighborhoods. And that's this link between the price of housing and zoning. So what, how does zoning affect housing prices broadly? Well, the general consensus in the academic literature is that the two are quite tightly tied together. Um, this is kind of, this is an almost uncontroversial topic in the academic literature. And there does seem to be a strong relationship between zoning regulations or land use regulations, which is just kind of more of an umbrella term for zoning regulations and the other things that um, constrain the development of land and housing prices. And so that's something that I looked at a little bit more closely in my most recent policy analysis paper. So how do you break it down in terms of studying the, the specific – it's obviously something that's been studied a lot, right? So how did you break down the research? Okay. Well, I used appellate court cases to determine the strength and the amount of zoning and land use regulations over time. Okay. So that's just a, that's a that's a rough proxy that probably tracks pretty well with the burden of zoning specifically because if it's not in court, it's not controversial. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. So generally, it's a good omnibus measure, as Daniel Schoeg, um notes in his paper for determining the strength and the quantity of land use and zoning regulations because when a new regulation comes online, people will often go to court to sue because it's controversial and they don't like the impacts or the effects on their own property and development as okay, a result so, of it. But so let me push back just a bit and say I think NIMBYism is fine. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is something that actually we come up against a lot when it comes to zoning regulations. I was just presenting on this at a conference earlier last week. And the feedback that I got from a lot of people was, this is great. I would love it if everyone else deregulated their neighborhoods. Just not mine, though, because I have, you know, important things that matter to me, like my home in my neighborhood. So that's definitely sort of a, a uh, general critique of the deregulate and dezone argument. So more broadly, what did you find with respect to the connection between these court procedures and price of land? So there are a variety of things that I found. First, I just wanted to look at, even before I started matching the data with home price data, I wanted to look at whether or not zoning and land use regulation are actually really growing over time. And so I did that, and I found that new land use cases over the past three decades, just the number of cases that were coming online, so you could say the amount of new regulation coming online, was more than doubled over three decades. And new zoning cases almost doubled over three decades as well. So note that during that same period, the population grew just 37%. So this far outpaces just regular population growth. 
Um, I Then after that, after looking at sort of the magnitude and the growth of land use and zoning regulations, I matched the data with the Lincoln Land Institute's average home prices in these different states. And I was able to see then that there is a highly statistically significant relationship. So in other words, just a very strong relationship between land use regulation and zoning regulation and home prices in these various states. And if you look at individual states, this also seems to hold true. Um, There is a correlation between increasing land use regulation and increasing home prices in 44 out of 50 states. And there is a correlation between increasing zoning regulations and increasing home prices in 36 of 50 states. So the majority of states show that there is a relationship here. And that's really what I did expect to find based on, as I mentioned at the beginning of this show, the sort of general consensus is that zoning and land use regulations really do matter when it comes to home prices. But setting all of that aside, I think probably one of the more interesting findings, especially for people who are not well acquainted with um, or who already are actually well acquainted with sort of the academic literature on zoning and land use regulation, so they already know about this relationship between regulation and home prices, I think maybe a more interesting finding for them is that federal subsidies are concentrated in the most restrictively regulated states. So this was something that I kind of had a a little bit of a hunch about. I thought that because home prices would be increasing in states, it may also be true that then the federal government or state governments or whoever have to come in and subsidize housing affordability problems in those states. And that seems to be true. So if I understand you correctly, uh, the federal government concentrates a lot of its spending in places that are the most regulated. And essentially, the federal government is, in a sense, uh, subsidizing the ability of local communities to impose all kinds of rules on how people build, what they build, where they build, and how they use it. Exactly. So a way to think about this is at the local level, there is not the same type of opportunity cost or there's not the same type of just cost period to creating these counterproductive policies that local governments do want to create, right? Because there's a lot of local special interest pressure to zone and regulate land restrictively. And so given this sort of scenario, this um, framework, they can do that. They can zone and regulate restrictively, and then they can point the finger at the federal government and say, well, the reason that we're having housing affordability problems is because we just haven't received enough housing subsidies. And that's really a problematic situation because it means that there is never that pressure to actually reform zoning and land use regulations, which seem to be a major cause of housing affordability problems. Here's the thing. Um, Local communities make these rules because in many cases they are popular among people who are politically connected and people who uh, have large investments, which means wealthier people. So as a political matter, it seems very difficult to say, uh, you know, your data is great, but as a political matter, it's a non- it may be a non-starter. 
So that's an excellent point that you make. I didn't spend a lot of this paper looking at solutions to zoning regulations and um, land use regulations at the local level. It really is focused on sort of the data that we've covered, the relationship between zoning and housing prices and land use regulations and housing prices, and also how federal subsidies get concentrated in places that have high levels of restrictive regulation. But that said, there are certainly things that can be done. And my sense is that those things that will be done or that can be done are best done, not at the local level. Because as you mentioned, there's a lot of political pressure. There's a lot of special interest pressure to keep these regulations um, very restrictive. And so I think probably the best place to make any reforms would come at the state level. And that actually makes a lot of sense because states are the ones that have actually provided local municipalities with the jurisdiction over zoning and land use regulation. In a lot of cases, they've kind of just told them that they can do whatever they would like to do. Um, but this was originally a state power. So it's not at all problematic to have states walk it back a little bit at this point. That's an interesting point because all the market urbanists, um, one of the big arguments between them and uh, libertarians more broadly is what about states being asserting power over zoning and just wiping out a whole lot of the uh, counterproductive regulation that local communities are doing. Yeah, and I think that that's probably the right way to check zoning and local land use regulation is for states to reassert their power over their state police power over zoning and land use regulation. Vanessa Brown Calder is author of the new Cato Policy Analysis, Zoning, Land Use Planning, and Housing Affordability, available at Cato.org. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.